0: you're listening to the highlights from the creative process interview with mark menon to listen to the full interview or hear more about the creative process projects please visit www.creativeprocess.info mark menon welcome to the creative process oh
1: thank you uh
0: well we're in uh one of your studios the Mm -hmm. moment and you're just showing me
1: oh so yeah this is where we keep a new tool who's uh, kind of our beast of burden. As we work, uh, I got this to hollow out pieces of mine in onyx that I've been making and uh, where I've been hollowing them out myself, but it's, uh, it's terrible work, so I'd rather this machine do that while I carve the positive still like a hand carver. We've Uh, collected, um, a great patron and myself, have collected uh, about a dozen artists who are great American sculptors who are uh, born in the 40s or 30s even, Mm -hmm. uh, who wanted to carve stone, never have, Mm -hmm. and who I believe are great uh, hand uh, modelers and wood carvers. Whose work would translate really good in stone? Mm-hmm. So um, we're making pieces for them and for the park with this robot. Mm-hmm. Half the time, and the other half the time, I'm using it to hollow out these onyx pieces. So,
0: wow! So that you can you can work on the, the you know the, the fine detail work. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, well,
1: what what the for yeah for myself there's no fineness at mm. all. Like this, I would never have this machine do something I couldn't do myself. Yeah, um, and in fact I am a faster carver than this machine is but mm-hmm. what it does for the other sculptors uh, is um, it guarantees them the proportions of their model and mm-hmm. me or uh, one of my assistants will finish mm-hmm. quickly but efficiently what the surface and last skin of the piece would be mm-hmm. and uh, so far the artists have uh, great faith that that'll be mm-hmm. <laughs> executed um, with fidelity, and uh, you know, and it's kind of an interesting process. I'm also preparing for my dotage when I can't lift a hammer anymore, sure. and um, you know, I'd like to be uh, sculpting till the last breath. And this will probably be some help, but in the meantime, I'm not using it for myself or for my. Yeah,
0: we working. should emphasize that because we were just talking <clears> uh, this morning that you're one of you know that one of the few remaining s- sculptors who is like doing all this work on stone by hand you know as people advance mm-hmm. this is just like one aspect that you're helping facilitate yeah. works yeah. but
1: yes and also uh if i do do a body of work using this um it would be subordinate work to the hand i mean i, mean, I would do if i were to make an addition i don't find bronze very compelling for what i do mm-hmm. so i might use this to make an addition of uh, work later, but it still would be subordinate to hands-on work that I do.
0: Right. And, and so, uh, we should say, you, you work here and uh, in, in Bethlehem, uh, mm-hmm. in Connecticut, and that the, the, the sense of the material, the sense is very important to you, the sense of Well, yeah, I mean, I
1: think direct contact with the material should be important to every sculptor, because I think uh, once you lose that, it becomes a second-hand process. I mean, it's one of the reasons the casting process isn't so interesting to me, Um, just because the final uh, product, the final piece, uh, has not been touched by the artist. I mean, there's no relationship with the mind that conceived the piece or designed and a, you know, I I think something's lost. when that happens. And it becomes something else. I mean, it it becomes a piece of design that's executed by something else, because to sculpt is a verb, and we we can't really change that. Uh, You know, to make something soup to nuts is, I think, still a much more exciting thing to uh, experience. And that's what we're <clears throat> doing, it. you're not just looking at something like sculpture is not just an image. Mm. Um, it can be a place, mm. but it's not just an image that that is absorbed like that. I think it's an experience, and sure. uh, uh, thus the need for you know an artist's physical input.
0: Right, and mm-hmm. then we've just been at, because we're doing these interviews as, as well as celebrating um, Palabalos and the Five Senses Festival, mm-hmm. and there you have uh, another monumental work, and you describe some of that and some of your other public uh, public artwork. Sure, how yeah. How they react to the landscape and...
1: Yeah, I mean, those things are... <clears throat> I mean, what sculpture has become as the landscape becomes sort of the dominant... Uh, uh, context for all my work is um, you end up not just carving an object but carving a place, and that might become more involved with architectural design or architecture itself but um, but still the act of carving and the report with the material and and how it 's manipulated uh, is the sub narrative to the larger narrative of the landscape so uh, like in the case of the cave. Um, the you know the commission was to make a space a grotto type of thing and um, um, we uh, <clears throat> you know, it's the five senses festival so it's the third of um, the five senses that I'm depicting so the the stage I don't know if you've seen is this uh, oculus this round shape that uh, uh, represents vision. (coughs) A series of inlays that also have this kind of oculus uh, shape. And the the natural shape of an amphitheater is um, that of a sound wave or even an ear. Uh And that's, you know, it's the receiver of whatever information the oculus puts out there as as a performance happens. And then the cave is about uh, taste
0: yeah so these things that you're looking at I wasn't thinking about it the sh- the cave the, what, you know the what are you absorbing for the shape of the ear what
1: it yeah yes well so uh I mean the, the natural architecture mm-hmm. of an amphitheater mm-hmm. uh, it even looks like that wi fi mm-hmm. signal i mean yeah. it is this sort of sound wave um, you know uh, form, even though it's a negative form that's uh uh formed in terms of acoustics and receiving sound. So that's somehow taking care of um, expressing um, you know, hearing, the sense yeah. of hearing. Uh, and the cave is about taste. So you, you're walking into this cave. Uh, the ramp into the cave is this giant tongue. It's this pink granite. Yeah. Uh, and the inside of the cave though it looks like a pink granite padded cell mm-hmm. is uh, sort of like the the belly of the whale, I mean, or the mouth of some uh, grotesque, like a lot of the landscape gardens in uh, Italy, like Bomarzo or something like that, so you know, and and it's it's kind of all these things that's uh, uh, cross-pollination of of metaphors and then there's two uh, giant plinths that are cores that will have, uh, uh, one thing I did a lot 25 years ago, I probably carved about 600 noses out of different marbles, so that this is all, that's the easy part. <laughs> and it's just a lot of fun, I think, in terms of statuary and the history of sculpture, these appendages that absorb the sensory things, noses, ears, tongues, uh, fingers, uh, they're all the things that break off of statuary. They're all the things that are kind of laid to waste, that disappear, and its it's a... Perhaps uh, it's probably a sad symbol of us losing our own sensory um, uh, you know, sensitivity towards things in a digital age, in a machine age. Um, and that's part of what the festival's goals are, to kind of reconnect ourselves with uh, nature and sensory um,
0: is to make us feel alive or be grateful for alive, yeah, alive, all our senses. yeah and
1: have some kind of contact with nature. I mean, I think aside from being local, that's what made me a, uh, a good fit for, yes. uh, you know, building these things and carving these things.
0: And that's many of us think of, it, I'm sure it's something you think about often in your work is that, you know, stillness of stones, but they're alive,
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah no and particularly granite mm-hmm. still has a, a minuscule degree of radioactivity, mm-hmm. um, certainly not to any dangerous uh yes. degree, as everybody's countertop is made out of the stuff yeah. but it's um but no i mean it's it's truly alive, and it, it was once a kinetic material mm-hmm. when it was uh a, an igneous stone flowing like magma,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, so I mean all these geological uh, uh, aspects are, are not only make us feel small, I know that 's mm-hmm. a thing you like, <laughs> um, but it, you know it also it makes us feel small in a time context uh-huh. makes us feel small with scale and uh, like a giant giant uh, sculptural uh, project or journey. Mm-hmm. Is still small uh, in the context of nature.
0: Well, thank you so much, uh, Mark Menon, for um, sharing your imaginative world with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, your insights into you know the, the slowness of stone and you know um, dedicating uh, life uh, to making art with your own hands mm-hmm. and the impor- uh, the importance of that connection to nature. Thank you for adding your voice to the creative process. Want to get involved with expeditions or interviews? Email us at team at creativeprocess.info. Thank you for listening.